Hello and welcome to a special festive edition of Real History. Uh, I'm Hugh David, your co-host and co-producer, and with me is... Jenna. Who is my... Yes, Jenna Payman, co-host and co-producer. Um, she's a graduate student of his undergraduate student of history. I'm a history grad with uh, also an experienced history teacher and tutor, uh, as well as a bunch of other things. And we're here to talk to you as we do every episode about a film that has some sort of historical con- <laughs> content. You'll find out why Jenna's laughing in a minute. Uh, and then we proceed to discuss said historical content. And by the end. Of the episode, we awarded a percentage as to whether or not it has any percentage of real history or history worth learning from or using in the learning context. So, today we are going to do a Christmas movie. <laughs> this is, for my sins, this is my choice, not Jenna's. It was! That was the hilarious bit. Um, we have picked the Netflix Christmas movie, Night Before... Christmas night with a K, which it's a pun. <laughs> yeah, it's that kind of film where they go, look the pun, um, and uh, right. Well, let's let, 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 let let's summarize it briefly. <laughs> so, it is basically Netflix doing a Hallmark movie, almost literally, because the director is an ex- has done several Hallmark movies. Uh, it is an ex- it, it's made written and directed by experienced TV movie makers, both women. And it stars Vanessa Hudgens, who uh, used to, was a child. Wasn't she a Disney star? Yes, High School Musical. There you go. Um, and... Because, of course, Jenna knows the Disney facts. Oh, hey, hey, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Kim once won us an incredibly difficult round in a film quiz based on um, Disney TV movies. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. She won us that. She was the only person in the entire uh, room full of teams to to, 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 to really, really... Um... Anyway, yes. Uh, no, Disney knowledge is useful knowledge, and you are a Disney specialist. So, uh, But Vanessa Hudgens is also listed as a producer here, so this is clearly a star vehicle. Uh, and it is, yeah. and I I don't know... I've seen Vanessa Hudgens in a few things. Um, I mean, for me, it's all about... Uh, wasn't she one of the uh, the team in Sucker Punch? Yes, she was. And also, I think she was in Spring Breakers. I can't remember. But yeah, I I, I do like her serious work. I appreciate that she has a slightly fluffier image and this plays into it. But the thing was, I thought, you know what? I saw the trailer and I thought, okay, so she's a school teacher and it's the classic Christmassy rom-com. You know, the the trailer says it all. You kind of look at it and go, you know what this is about. So here's a teacher, um, you know, American... I, I'm assuming primary school from the age of the kid or no, lower that, end of secondary. No, I took it as high school. It is high school. Okay, it's kind of hard to... about relationships. Yeah, but it's America. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, come on, I don't know. Um, well, to be honest, Evie keeps telling, coming home and going, "I've got a new boyfriend today." See what I mean? So yeah. No, yeah okay, she so she stops so, and changes. It's terrible. So I think it's lower. I think it's. I think the. Ki- I think she's teaching. I think because the the age of the kids seemed quite young, so I assumed it was lower end of the school. But you're right. It's probably secondary school. But anyway, that, this is how confusing the film is. Is that things like that have there's no detail. You're you're left to kind of guess it based on the age of one kid, the age of another kid. Can you figure out what's going on in the classroom around it? You know what I mean? There's no. They don't make things clear because it's so American and so very kind of. Uh, this is a world you should know. They don't leave you room to fit you know to to to, to 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 tell you things you just have to know it uh so she's in some small american town which by the way is incredibly racially diverse for a small <laughs> american 
town. <laughs> I'm extremely nice to the mentally ill. Yes, I know. It's just <laughs> very not. You know, they're so sympathetic and nice. Um, and um, and she she uh, is lacking. A, a, her fellow ran out on her. He was, a, as she puts it, he was a douche and left her for another woman. Um, and she happens to luck into a. British, <laughs> oh God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. An English knight from thirteen thirty-seven, was it? Thirty-four. Thirteen thirty-four, Norwich. Apparently, it doesn't look anything like Norwich. Even <laughs> vaguely, it's a might have looked. in Ireland, because apparently yeah. it must have been cheaper. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it was cheaper because Game of Thrones films there. But it's just one of those things where you look at it and go, "That's too flat." Yes, there would be more trees back then, but you know, where's the hill? Where's the the hill that the town needs to be on? But also, shouldn't we be able to like see the sea in the distance, not mountains? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's their problem for using a helicopter shot. Uh, it was a very pretty helicopter shot, and I have to say, the entire film is very pretty. But anyway, this knight is on a quest, and a uh, very—I um, don't even know how to describe the supposed old crone. She's just called old crone. Yeah, that but the way she works, but she, she behaves in an incredibly flirtatious manner like she's a lot younger than she is she's like a weird fairy godmother yeah but the one who thinks she's still sexy yeah you know because the way she's like oh you're handsome young knight you know would you help one as beautiful as i it's like yes i i mean don't get me wrong i'm sure you know i'm not disputing whether i'm not being um i'm not shaming her as to whether her looks what i mean is the, the the way the dialogue is written just seems terribly odd like why is she what is the point of that? Is she attempting to see if the knight goes, yes, you are beautiful. I will. You know, is she using it as a way of testing the knights? I have no idea. And then she suddenly magics them to the future. Magics this guy to the future and he ends up with Vanessa Hudgens. In 2019. Yeah, in 2019. In Ohio. So, yes. So from 1334. Ohio? <laughs> probably because it was cheap to shoot in. <laughs> Just saying, these things are never shot on massive budgets. Um, no, but still. <laughs> I mean, the fact that there's no other well-known, uh, at least to us internationally, there's no other well-known actor anywhere in the film. Yeah. Did you, you know, you know, like I, 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 I watch a lot of American TV, and even I'm sitting there going, I have no idea who any of these people are. Like, yeah. I don't know who the sister is. I don't know who the husband is. I don't know who the guy who plays the sheriff is, and he was the one I was expecting to recognise. To me, they just look standard american <laughs> it does kind of feel like that generic tick box casting and but on the plus side it allows hudgens to stand out um yes. and of course oh, oh, oh yeah no she's gorgeous and she plays <laughs> but she's also a good actress i like i like that was the one thing i enjoyed about the film and i can't believe i'm going to say this because <laughs> i do like rom-coms i like quite a lot of rom-coms i was just talking with a friend last night on facebook about um she wants to do a double bill of um made in manhattan and wedding planner because i haven't seen either and, I, and she's a j-lo Aww. fan you know it's not like i'm against them on principle at all um it's just You're not this... the machizo kind of man <laughs> i try not to be uh, i've got several <laughs> friends who think i am quite macho you and jack are very similar in the fact of you to someone on the street, you might come over as very masculine, very machismo kind of thing, especially because of your wonderful hats. Oh, yes. But at the home, you're very much more, you're happy with rom-coms. Uh, Jack does his cross-stitching. He cooks. Yeah. You cook. And so yeah. you are very happy in that 
in the abbreviated commas feminine side of yourself. So I, I like to think that, 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 that <clears throat> we occupy an interesting space. And actually, you know what? This may sound irrelevant to our listeners, but this is actually relevant to the film. Because yes. one of the things the film sets up is this idea that what this... So, so there's two asp- things that Vanessa Hudgens' character says very, very early on in the film. One is there's no such thing as true love, mm. which he tells one of her students. And therefore, you have to have goals. Yes. In life that are yours. And then the other thing she sets up, they set up is this idea that there is no sense of honour in, or, or a lesser sense of honour in a lot of modern men. Mm. Now, interestingly enough, they have a, a, a young English knight who, and this is probably the extent of the historical research in the film, they've picked the year that he's transported from very well because it falls between... <laughs> The, uh, the Great Famine in England. <laughs> Where millions died. Well, in Europe, in Europe, we should say, sorry. Millions um, died. There was trampling in London because of bread shortages. And uh, there was known cannibalism throughout the entirety of Europe. <laughs> uh, none of which side effects we see at this point. No. <laughs> in his castle. Seem, in his... He doesn't seem traumatised at all. No, um, but also it's a, it's before the Black Death sweeps across England. So, Timing-wise, you know, given how the plot ends up, he's probably made a good decision. And yeah, he, he then goes on Wikipedia and goes, "Oh, I skipped that. Brilliant." Yes. <laughs> That's a scene they should have written. That would have been amazing. Anyway, so so the, so, the, so the character in that sense is interesting. However, in the in every other sense, he is a pure fictional stereotype with almost nothing I can think of that is historically relevant. Is that fair? Yes. I, I, the, I, like, there is no need to wear full plate armour when you are going um, uh, uh, bur- uh, what, uh, what do you call it? Uh, falconing. No. Literally wanna, there's no reason. You want to be light. Yes, but that's what he and his, his friend do. Because yeah. who knows? Yeah. It's his brother. Because <laughs> yeah, that's what you do apparently is wear full plate armour in the freezing winter. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So so for for start things like that. Um but then also all his stuff about knightly love and all the rest of it is all as we now know <laughs> you, you know, the very principles that the film is based on the, 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 to underpin the rom com elements, the idea that there is true love and and it's something to be uh cherished when it is found. Um is all kind of well we as historians we're kind of sitting there going really really <laughs> yeah it, it, it's like how much is she worth <laughs> you know yeah like, that would be his first question is like what what's what, what you know what do i have to pay what's the dowry <laughs> yes for example you know and can you bear me children let's let me check those hips you know there's none of that <laughs> and also the fact of like they seem to get out the idea very quickly that she's got no parents to him. So then he's like, oh, she's an orphan. Okay, there's no one I yeah. need to ask. <laughs> yeah, it's it's full of these odd things where she says modern stuff and he interprets it as that's okay by my medieval standards. Um, I mean, I suppose there's this kind of interesting idea where the 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 the, the, the sorceress before she sends him away describes the future in medieval terms. So I suppose that in theory, gives him the language and the... Do you know what I mean? They, they kind of shortcut that idea. But once he's actually here, I just I was just like, really? You learn to drive a car that quickly? No. Yeah, even... He does it very badly, but at the same time, 
doesn't. Because exactly. From my experience of driving cars, because I can't. I can actually drive a car. I'm just not legally allowed to yet because of the right. fact of I haven't passed my test. So yep. I can happily drive an automatic car wherever I want. Um, as long as I've got keys and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I have that skill. But I'm babbling. Um, but to him, he was... He just sort of drove off at full pout. Yeah. Now, I remember... In reverse, we should point out. He actually yeah. knows how to reverse already. Badly, but he knows how to reverse. From my driving lessons, I was not going above 10 miles an hour because that felt so quick when exactly. you're the one driving. And, and I know he's... Just... A, a, yeah. Oh. He's used to riding a horse, I get it, and occasionally a cart, but I still don't think it's <laughs> Anyway. But, but but coming back to the point about masculine identity, so talking mm. about comfortable, one of the things they try to suggest, and I'm not sure this is completely unwarranted, I'm not enough of, I'm not a medieval historian, I'm sure there are people out there on Twitter who could probably tell us in better and more up-to-date detail, but I, they, 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 they open... They 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 raise the idea that his the knight's capable. What's his name again? I've even forgotten his name already. That's how memorable this whole film is. I just kept calling him knight and uh, his yeah. real name, which is Josh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and and he he but he play he he's seen to be more than just a knight. It's not just about fighting. It's not just about riding horses. Apparently, when he was a squire, he was put in the kitchen and learnt to cook. And apparently, he has also learnt to uh, make candles. And I was like, really. I mean the candle bit I can kind of believe because this is gonna, you're going to you're going to find this crazy Jen as a child in the 1970s in England mm-hmm. when my parents left this me with so, so because my dad was a priest in uh, attached to the church in Kingston in Surrey and we lived yeah. in the village of Ham every if they need if they ran out of options for babysitters they would ring the local convent because my dad did services for the nuns. Yeah. And if they had the ability, they would look after me and then later me and my brother. Yeah. And so, and one of the things they did at the, at the convent was make candles. So one of the things I spent some time doing as a kid <laughs> was learning to make candles. <laughs> so I can kind of believe that just maybe... <laughs> I well, can believe they would have gone through a lot more candles at that point. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I just exactly. <laughs> but so, so I can possibly maybe accept that idea because <laughs> it's with it. You know, it happened to me in the twentieth century. I think it's going to be entirely possible. Although, if he's a knight and an heir to the castle, really, would you do that? But as a child, I imagine there's a lot of things they'd get him to do because they've no, they've got not. You know, what else is he going to do if he'd been between training sessions? Yeah, but um, the thing is, is like you wouldn't put a squire in the kitchen. That's the all. bit I don't get. Yeah, that's the bit I don't get. Just, just just from a class point of view. Yeah, because I remember messaging you when they started on him going about making bread. I was like, why does he know how to make bread? And then very quickly in my next message of, why did they put a squire in the kitchen? Exactly. It just... Oh. I know they wanted an excuse to do the ghost thing of him kneading the bread behind her kind of thing. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. But and then have the whole bean thing, which is actually a tradition in Britain. Yeah, so. yeah, the bean bread tradition is accurate. I mean, again, this is that weird thing where the film feels every once in a while you're like, wait, someone did some research. Yeah, but apparently they have Christmas trees in the 14th century. Oh, don't even start me. <laughs> 
I mean, you know, there are traditions and Christian traditions and local traditions and, you know, okay, fine, maybe you were just looking for a, a verbal shorthand understandable to an American audience. But when you're putting this out on a global scale, maybe Netflix, I don't know. I don't know. It feels like a triumph of American soft power. You know, <laughs> hey guys, this is how it is. You'll all believe it. And don't I worry. don't think they had half pennies in that period either. Oh, I just, I'm not even, oh, I couldn't, at that point I'd given up. By the time which gets to the, Well. They might uh, have oranges, but they well, would be well, I was gonna very say, expensive. Yes, exactly. But that's why they were a gift. Yeah, true. I'm pretty sure that the, 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 I mean, that was one of those things that could travel from Spain. Mm. So it wouldn't be completely, you know. You know, it, it, that's why things like fruit and spice had had economic value. Yes. So, so I, I, I will, I will give them some leeway on that, even if uh, century-wise it may not have been hundred percent. But I'll give them some leeway on that. Um, and Norwich is supposed to be by the sea, so that makes some yes, sense. Yes, yes. In reality, it's by the sea instead of in a sea in of the snow. <laughs> Um, so yes, so, so so you know, there's there's these little touches to the film. I can't believe this. We're arguing ourselves into the fact that this film has more history than we actually gave it credit for. <laughs> but coming back to this identity thing, your point I think is really interesting because that's one of the things they're trying to suggest in the film is they they have all these different versions of masculinity on mm. show for the women of the film to discuss. So you've yeah. got the douche ex boyfriend. Right? Does he actually even get a line? I don't think he does. You just no. get the bit where he gets seen in the in in in, in the um in the diner and in the uh, fair. Yes, and I think, but I don't think he gets a line. You then get the father of one of the kids she teaches, who's also a friend of her own daughter. No, sorry, father of one of the friends of the. The, 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 niece. Their niece, sorry, yeah. who is struggling, having lost his wife and job. Mm. Yeah, he's working two jobs. Yeah. And then you have uh, the husband of the sister, mm-hmm. who I think is a lawyer or yeah, businessman, something he like was that. Off, he was off doing a case. Yeah. So you get the guy in the suit, you get the guy in the uniform, because the policeman is shown to be a very nice man. Yes. The black I'm black. <laughs> black policeman is a very nice man, yeah. You have the uh, older, wiser male, the one who plays Father Christmas at the fair. Yes. Who's, who, who unintentionally gives good wisdom and then realises he was quite good at it. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you have the knight. And so you have all these... Con- oh, you have all- and you have the guy who hurts his back and then we- his tonic massage thing helped his back and then he sweeps um, the old lady off her feet and is like, can, how do I turn it off? <laughs> yes, yes, that's it. <laughs> right, but no, but th- this is exactly it, isn't it? So there's a, re- a range of... Yeah, that'd be interesting. I, I, I'm, I'm not convinced that a pork fat remedy from 1334 actually works on the back, but hey. Keto fat. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but, the, but that is where it's interesting. That's where you know that it's... That's why it's interesting to have a woman writing and a woman directing and yeah. a woman producing and starring because this is a film where they show you a range of different types of men and masculine behaviours, none of which are predicated upon traditional male characteristics in toxic terms, but are predicated mm. on the best aspects yes. of masculinity. Caring, uh, loyalty, family, wisdom, uh, responsibility, healing. Mm. 
cooking, yeah? yeah. And I think that's actually one of the th- that's possibly one of the reasons I found that I was able to sit through the whole film mm. is because the film's it's quite instructive like that as a rom com instead of just having here's the douche and here's the nice guy. We're now at a point where the rom com says here is a range of things that make men interesting and nice and useful and occasionally worth having around. <laughs> But then you get the guy who's meant to be the one she's supposed to be attracted to, who's who 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 looks. I hate to say it, because because again, I'm not age shaming, but he does look quite young, uh, quite considerably younger than her. Yeah, Th- there is a point where it looks like a teacher and a teenager, doesn't it? I think it's the hair. Well, he does look like he's trying to be an early Robert Pattinson, doesn't he? Yeah. Without our Pat's acting skill, yeah. The hair—it reminds me of Heath Ledger from. Last yes, Hell. yes, that's the other bit of coding, isn't it? Is he—that's he, true. He's—he's he's designed to look like uh, what Americans think a knight looks like from England because they're basing it on a knight's tail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a film full of references. Did they have that sort of long hair? Because I would have thought it would have got like banged up in the uh, and caught in helmets. Honestly, um. I don't know in the sense that I've not studied hairdressing from, techniques from sufficiently. No, no, century. it's a good point. No, but it's genuinely an interesting yeah. question from him because I've always, I'm always amazed at the idea that Romans used pumice stones to shave. Mm. I have tried rubbing a, rubbing a pumice stone on my face. It is painful. The idea that they do that. Well, you know, if you're a history teacher, you kind of want to, you know, I'm, I'm very much a practical, that's where the science side of me comes out. It's Are like, you oh, look, I have a pumice. Because the amount of times they're like, can we eat this and do? <laughs> well, I, you know, it's a little bit of that. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, what it was, because was you used to be able to get pumice stones. My mum used to buy pumice stones for rubbing your feet to rub off yeah, the dead skin. Yeah, my mum used to do that to me. Right. So one day, I, I, having just cleaned the stone, I looked at it and I was like, okay, what did the Romans do? So I started rubbing it against my face and I was like, ow. <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure how that works, but but then you also see guys with you know like when they use the big knives, their mm. swords and things, and you're like, really? Um, so yeah, the hairdressing thing is interesting because obviously we we know from the archaeological record that hair you know uh, hair care has been a thing going back centuries. I mean, one mm. of the most interesting things about Viking and Saxon burials is is you know finding the combs and the various things for for for, for sorting out your hair. And we're yeah. very aware that the Vikings took very good care of their hair. You know, uh, Marvel's Thor is actually probably more realistic in that yes. sense than <laughs> than our older visions of of, of Vikings. Um, although, again, we are relying on on interesting written sources combined with archaeological evidence there. But yeah. anyway, um, coming back to Nightmare, to, 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 sorry, to Night Before Christmas, Night- I, call, I know I call it Nightmare. <laughs> I've nicknamed it Nightmare because um, of uh, behind the scenes fun. <laughs> well, yeah, our, our, this this recording seems cursed so far, but also the film was just ugh. Um, so, so yeah, we we we, we so, so it's trying to do something. It is yeah. trying to do something interesting, but I just I'm kind of like, so why is he still the best one for her? Because part of me at the beginning was thinking, oh, she might go for the guy with that's working in the diner, who then you find out has kids, and that's what I thought. Into... I thought they were yeah, yeah. I thought I... that. It was going to be like a, um, oh, you could have had him, this sort of thing, but you'll realise that this guy is the better choice, kind of thing. Yes, that's what I thought it was heading, was like, the guy from the past will show you what it is, he'll show you what you realise is important, and then you'll go with the guy with the present. Yeah. 
And I wonder if there was a version of the script that was going that way. It's just the way that they seem to introduce him as a possible love interest, but then completely ignore it for the rest of the film. Well, I don't. Well, there's a point where he, where she's looking at him, and the knight looks at her, looking at him. Yeah. And you kind of think that's kind of seems like the more logical pairing in this context, and yeah. even the knight realizes it. But then also, just just and 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 again, we're not trying to be rude or shame people, but. It just didn't seem like there was any real chemistry between Hudgens and and Josh. He seemed cute. Yeah, but I didn't... Like a puppy. Yeah. And he had that that cute um, naivety of a virgin about him as well. (laughs) (laughs) Are we going to retitle this The Virgin Knight? No, I know, though. He did seem like that, though. He did seem so incredibly naive. You know? And and that was part... It was, it was just all these weird, odd mixed messages. It was kind of like... Like that bit where they're sitting next to each other on the sofa talking early on, and she's like, oh, you know... Uh, yeah, we need to get a good night's sleep. Now she's falling asleep on his shoulder when they're watching TV. And she's like, oh, we need to get a good night's sleep now. And he goes, yes, we do. And then cut to next morning. Yeah. And you're like, really? We're not going to do the whole rom-com sexual tension scene before bed thing. Like, it just made it seem like there wasn't any sexual tension. (laughs) It was more like, oh, he's nice and comfy. Yeah. I mean, they tried with the... Which is is a very important thing in a partner, I will say. You want a comfy shoulder. Yeah, and a comfy belly to lie on or rub. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I don't dispute that. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But I think with... With this film, there was kind of I don't know even even the bread as you say the bread scene was trying to be ghost. Yes, the bread <laughs> kneading scene was trying to be ghost, but at the same time it seemed more like a like his arms like if you like like everything around like if you shoot if you shoot look at that scene and you cut his head out <laughs> <laughs> then then and you put some other masculine actor's head in more masculine actor I should say potentially in that role then the scene Chris looks. Hemsworth. Right. Then the scene would look like it's working. Yeah. Because she's acting really well. She's responding in a way that is both, uh, comf- you know, comfort, 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 comforting for her, but also there's a hint of sexual uh, sexual response. Yeah. He just looks like meh. <laughs> yeah, like meh. Nothing's I, happening here. Yeah, I just need to le- teach you how to bake this bread. Yeah, this exactly. Is how you need. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, how, I, how are you a woman and don't know how to knead bread? Well, it's America <laughs> and she's a professional. Yeah, but he should. that should be confusing to him. Oh, true. Very true. And there's a lot of that stuff that is glossed over. Mm. Like, the closest he gets to, 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 to that is, uh, when she, are you sure you're not a witch? And it's like, you should be a little less blasé about the idea that maybe she is a witch. <laughs> also, he calls the server a wench. Yes, but then says, I didn't mean any offence by it. Yeah. And he did say another, which I thought, oh, you can do the fourth thing and smash it. And then I was very disappointed that he didn't. But that's the problem, isn't it? That That's a, 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 a step of masculinity too far I think in this also, film's context. Because we've seen it done better in four, 
I'm yes. kind of comparing it as well. Because Yeah, I think you're right. I think there is an unintentional thing of them trying to avoid doing the stuff we've seen already, but Thor did do it very well. Yes. I need a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there who don't like the first Thor film, but I love it. I do. I too. love it to bits. Ragnarok is definitely better, but the first one hasn't got so many charms. Also, the second one gets uh, the tube map completely wrong. <laughs> Hang on a minute. You're just dropping out. Oh, sorry. I'm still here. All right. Try now. Hi. Nope, it's still starting to drop. There's Hi, my name's Jenna. I am talking. I'm moving. Hang on, closer. hang on. Now you keep breaking up. One second. One second. Should I just oh. keep talking? Oh, what's going on? Why is it dropping out? Hi, hi, <sighs> hi. Okay, in my Christmas tree, I have many princesses. I have Hogwarts baubles. I have Minnie Mouse's. I have uh, Santa you, hats. You, you, I have hearts. <laughs> I'm just babbling so you know ah. how my thing is. Yeah, I know, I know, and you're back. You're back. Yay! <laughs> okay, so... Did you like my Christmas what I heard. What I heard of it, yeah. <laughs> what I heard of it, yes. I was like, okay, I you ready? about something, and that was what's in front you, of me. And it worked. Uh, okay, so you were going to say... Um, the fact of, in the second four film, they get the tube map completely wrong. Okay, it broke up again. Oh no! <sighs> Hang the on. The thing is, you're coming through really clearly. I'm not touching the microphone at all. The laptop is on the floor. My round thing is going boop, 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 boop. So it's catching it. So it might be recording on my side and recording on your side. But obviously, you just. No, really I think. I think it is my side, but I've connected it to the five G extension on the on the on the extended network. Mm. I've just switched my phone off so it's not leeching off the same broadband. Yeah. Do the podcast and now gods just not want us to record or something? <sighs> they c- I, we cannot release possibly. how bad this film is. Possibly. <laughs> um... Netflix found out that we were recording this. I mean, we've got we we've got it's quarter to twelve, and we've got twenty twenty plus minutes of the show left to run. Yeah. So, um, and we don't have to put it up this Thursday because we just put up a new episode last Thursday. Yeah. Didn't we? So, in theory, if mm-hmm. the worst comes to the worst, I could we could I could sew the first half of this together with a new half you and I record this weekend when you're here. Yeah. Yeah. That's a backup option. Okay. Yes, and also um, I can record Friday morning if that's doable for you, because um, we're leaving at on the quarter to one bus. Uh, yeah, no, because the thing is, because you guys are coming, I've got to go to work early in the morning. Or oh, no, that's fair enough. In the day, so yeah, to get my hours. But in, I so. am pretty okay. much free all week. So, well, apart from like tidying up the house and wrapping and stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I've got to get the house ready for you guys. So, um, okay, let's have another crack at it now. Let's try and get the last 15, 20 minutes done and we'll go from there. Yeah, okay. It's, so, yeah, you, uh, yeah. W- four. We're talking about four. Oh, yes. four. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> I'm giggling over Chris Hemsworth. 
That's okay. It's more than anyone does in this film over the night. I mean, they try to act like they are, but... He does have one shirtless scene. And it's like, oh, baby, you're trying. Which which, which, which bit? But he comes out the shower. Which bit is that? He comes out the shower in a towel. Yeah. Yeah, she... In the trailer, that looked sexier than it actually is in the film. Yeah, it's just he. We need to get a shirtless shot. That's all it was. Yeah, but she doesn't look as impressed as she should be. <laughs> no, well, I can understand, honey. Chris Hemsworth exists, so. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, as we were saying, the Thor film does a lot of these ideas better and cleverer and funnier. Yes. Um. And I Even think carrying that... on into the Avenger films and stuff as well, like the I th- the slight fish out of water sort of stuff. I think I think that may be what happens when you get somebody who understands history and Shakespeare as well as Kenny Branagh, yeah, involved. So, oh, and just the the Alexa placement. Oh yeah, I wonder how much money they got off Amazon for that. Yeah. <laughs> But and look, also, it can, it, can res- they... it, can, it can stand being put in a freezer. Say that again, sorry. The fact that it, they can, a Alexa can apparently stand being in a freezer all night. Yes. Not going to go there. Also, <laughs> hang on. you It's hard to get Netflix on an Amazon tablet. What's this all about? <laughs> yeah, uh, because um, because my iPad is now out of date... I can't mm. update Netflix for my iPad, so I have to watch it off my Kindle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so hang on a minute. Do, does this mean? Do you want? I wonder if they made this for Amazon, and then Amazon said, "Actually, we don't want it." And Netflix said, "Well, Fine, because we'll have they it. didn't. They didn't say Netflix and chill." And now, in 2020, carrying on recording. Um, so, yes, due, listeners, due to various circumstances beyond our control, we had to break the recording over the Christmas break, uh, and we're carrying on now. So, uh, Jenna, we were talking before the Christmas break about Christmas so trees and Thor. Like Josh tonight. <laughs> yes, exactly. We've done a short, short, short version of what the night has done, uh, and we were saying that Thor is does fish out of water stuff better than nightmare before christmas uh, and and nightmare sorry nightmare before christmas the night before (laughs) christmas shows you what i think about it i I did that on the earlier recording as earlier half as well um so do we both agree that night before christmas could have done better if it was more thor-like and that it's trying for a thor-like thing but not really nailing it well, it's more the case of we've seen the fish out of water aspect do, being done a lot better with films like Four mm-hmm. and even going like Captain America. As fish out of water things is actually one of my favourite tropes. I don't know why. I just really, really enjoy it because okay. um, it makes me giggle. Um, I can't remember what the film was, but um, Jack mentioned the fact that I seem to really like it but it was something that I was watching can't remember, dang it oh well Um, but it's I think because of the fact that it's trying to not copy too much from 4 that it kind of fails in that, if that makes sense because it's trying to not 
do anything that Thor did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And because of that, so it's just... It's not very good at the fish out of water bit, which what what I was kind of looking forward to the most out mm. of the film. But when we chose it, because it's like, oh, it's a 14th century knight out of... Um, in a completely different time, let's watch hijinks. And it didn't really... He seemed to cope with everything pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the other part of it, is that it it is all too easy. You know, yeah. they, 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 they don't want to get... To, to alienate the audience too far from this whole... From the you know this is this is effective because this is uh, as we said before it, it is a hallmark movie being done for Netflix. Yeah. They don't want to you know hallmark movies are designed to be very very nice and very kind of oh look isn't everything normal and sweet and everybody fits together in this wonderful world and you know all that sort of thing and um, it's a bit Stepford which worries me um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and 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 so they can't have him be too realistically out of a fish out of water and bring in all the medieval nastiness and horrible weirdness and stuff because then it would just break that particular reality that they're trying to create. Yeah, it's... I think watching it as a historian, you've kind of go, well, those aren't the gender norms that he would be used to from the medieval period. And the fact of... TV, even though he was warned by the old crone about TV, mm. it was he still should be probably a bit more frightened about it. Yeah, he should be completely it. freaked out by most of the tech. Yeah, and also the Alexa as well, because mm. um, we started mentioning it last time. What the whole um, the whole thing with the witchcraft element? I mean, yeah, he should yeah. be, yeah, he should be threatening to burn people more often. And, well, sorry, not th- burn people, you know, but there should be threats. And the music that that was coming off the election is completely different to the kind of music that he would be yeah. used to. Yeah, like he would know none of these instruments, and it would be either worrying or surprising or just like, oh my god, what is this? As in, either a good thing or a bad thing. And it's kind of they could have really hammed it up a bit more. Yeah. Because, ah, Fish Out of Water is fun. Seriously. Yeah. Have you ever seen um, there's a French comedy which I think they tried to remake in English with with some of the same cast, uh, but I don't think it worked. I can't remember if there was an English remake because you you know how there always tends to be English remakes of everything. English language remakes, I should say, American remakes. Because we can't watch anything in another language. Well, uh, well, yes. I mean, we we are recording this after the... um, the Golden Globes, in which the translator for um, uh, Bong Joon Ho translated his comments as being, um, "Once you can come over, once you can overcome that one-inch high barrier of subtitles, you will all find many more movies to enjoy." <laughs> See, the only thing I've seen about the Golden Globes is like Ricky Gervais. Yeah, no, no, I'll, I'll say. I'll send you a link to that because apparently I saw someone on Twitter saying apparently what he said in Korean is less pithy than how she translated it. <laughs> <laughs> Which means that after all the interviews she's been doing for him, all the press that she's been doing with him for Parasite, she must have just got so fed up. She's like, Rrr. but um, anyway. Um... Well, translation is an art. Yes. So, and you've got, 
it's not just the words you're translating, but the tone and yeah, yeah, because absolutely. And you want to have uh, eighty words for snow. So, yes, yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. Exactly. Um, so, so uh, yes. Uh, on that note, I think um, uh, there's a French film called Les Visiteurs, and I'm going to look it up while we're talking because I should get this right. But this came out years ago when I was still living in Switzerland, and it was mm. a big hit. Um, and I remember English language reviews because I think there was a, I think it was released here briefly. And I remember the thing is it it had Jean Renault in it, and this is before he became massively famous uh, in the in 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 English language circles. This is nineteen ninety three. It came out. Okay. And uh, Renault is a medieval knight, and his servant is played by Christian Clavier, who was quite a big comedian at the time. And they uh, ask a wizard to uh, move them in time to prevent the, uh, an accidental killing. And instead they get sent forward. Hmm. So they end up in modern France. That's and fun. you have comedian Valérie Le Mercier. She plays, um, ve- uh, she plays the most bourgeois middle class French woman you can imagine who they end up with um, and they have to kind of figure out the modern world and it's got the, it's, you know it's exactly what you expect it to be it's like that's a to- they're trying to figure out what a toilet is and things like that and it's what you and I say you know it's the fish out of water but because it's designed as a comedy first mm. It, it can do that. Um, and, I mean, it was hugely successful. Um, you know, I mean... And apparently they made a sequel a couple of years ago, which I didn't even know. Uh, which is bonkers idea. No, hang on. They've made two sequels. <laughs> I <laughs> did not... The power of the internet tells you new things. Uh, yeah, well, I'd let, well, that's the other problem with leaving. But this also says something about English language um, media. Like... How did I not know that there was a sequel in 98 and then another sequel to, in 2016? Like, you know what I mean? You know, yeah. you and I follow tons and tons of film-related material and t- media-related material, but uh, this is part of the problem I'm having currently with the internet right now, is that because most of us only speak English or follow English-language materials online, mm. we only experience what is being discussed in that context... And we yeah. actually miss out on, you know, what else is happening elsewhere, even if it's current. Oh, by the way, there was an English language remake, American remake, in 2001. Okay. Same director, same two French stars as The Knight and The, and the Servant. And then Christina huh. Applegate plays the modern descendant who they end up with. Huh. So there is a version you can watch uh, without subtitles if you want to, but there is the the... the, the yeah, there is the version, the original French versions. I mean, it was... I, I don't know how it'll hold up now. I At the time, it was huge, and I enjoyed it, but it was probably... It's probably a bit sub-Monty Python now, I imagine. Mm. That I guess one problem with the fish-out-of-water trope is it is one that gets dated very quickly. Yes. Because it's always people playing around with the latest tech. I think that's, again, going back to Fall, is something they did very smartly in the first Fall. It's that he doesn't really play with a phone or a TV or anything like that. The only things that he kind of encounters is manners at a 
cafe mm. and the fact that a shop doesn't sell horses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's, it still gets over that fun aspect of that. I, I, you know, this. I, I think again, we're coming back to this whole business of of what is what 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 are they trying to do with this film? What are they trying to? Who are they trying to reach? You know, they they just can't afford to be too different, no, or too scary. And I think that's a that's a shame. I think they. I mean, yes, you were right. I think if they're too it'll date it can date too quickly as you say if they're not careful but i mean this is one of my problems i have as a star trek fan with star trek 4 which is still one of the most financially successful versions of star trek but i've never been a massive fan of it uh and i and i honestly think part of the problem is some of it just looks dumb now which one's that that's the one with the whales oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah everyone knows it yeah (laughs) I mean, don't get me wrong. The message is 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 wonderful, and the ideas are interesting, and all the rest of it. But the humour, which is exactly why it was successful, yeah, but not what I watch Star Trek for. <laughs> Literally, not what I watch Star Trek for. I actually, yes. honestly, would rather watch Star Trek three again. In fact, no correction. I will watch Star Trek five again before I watch Star Trek four again. <laughs> I uh, this is when I've got to be very honest and say I've only seen the. Second, third, and fourth. So, because uh, Rowan Bay kindly brought me a box set. Okay. And then I've seen the new films. So. Okay. I so, need more sec- Star so, Trek education. So, if you've seen second, third, two, three, and four, so you've seen the whole. So, yeah, effectively, you've seen the whole Kirk Spock trilogy thing. So, yes. number two, blah, 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 he dies. Number three, we go looking for him. Number four, look, he, we're going to remind him who he was. And whales. And whales. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I agree. It's 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 it's. Um, so yeah, so I think Night Before uh, Christmas does again doesn't quite doesn't quite uh, measure up on a number of levels. There's a number. There's a number of things I know we can't expect it to do, but even on its own standards, it feels like it just doesn't measure up. The thing is, I will say it is. From what I remember, because obviously I've watched it a while ago now, and kind of thinking back on it, it's it was fun, it was silly, it was something that you yeah. could just put on in the background and not yes. worry about. Yes. And this, if I... It'd be one of those films that if I had on in the background and Evie came in, I wouldn't have to worry. Yes, because it's family friendly. Yeah, and even though I think it's like a 12 or something like that, it's um Evie has got very serious about watching the ages. She's like, Mummy, I'm not allowed to watch that. That's got twelve on it. And uh which is adorable. Um but there are some twelves and fifteens I don't mind her watching, if that makes sense, because I know the subject material isn't stuff that I worry about with her. If it's about love and stuff, obviously if it's got sexy times in it then that's a bit different but mm. you know what i mean so yeah. so i might have a episode of brooklyn 99 running in the background and that can reach 15 quite often oh yeah so, absolutely yeah it so, is not for kids it is not for kids but it's still if she's not paying attention to tv i don't worry if she was watching avidly then that's when i would be like nope 
Mm. That, does that make any sense? I hope it does. Yes, it does. So, so yeah. where do we where do we stand on on night before Christmas then? Because before we're in the first half of this podcast, we were starting to feel like there was some actual moments of. I wouldn't call it history, but it felt like the writers did make, did try and acknowledge certain basics, even if they were in, in by absence. You know, you you were saying, for example, that you know the fact that they they have managed to choose a date that slots between terrible moments in history, so, so that they don't, have, you know, whether it doesn't, you know, I can't, I, I can't believe that that's accidental. Yeah, I you know the know. writers must have gone. Well, we need to look at a little bit of history to make sure that this person doesn't turn up with bearing a huge ton of baggage. Although, what I would have liked to have seen him kind of go, "Oh, wow! Look at look at all the food in your supermarket. Yeah. We've just had a starving famine." Like the fact of the amount of abundance we have, we seem to forget. Yes, well, um, Americans in particular forget. Yeah, because <laughs> we have. Um, um, so the amount of abundance, especially in American supermarkets, always has seemed really crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Even though I've literally got a Tesco's down the road. Mm. But whenever I see an American supermarket, it still shocks me, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense, just with the amount. Mm-hmm. And I know, obviously, they've got a lot more space than we do, because obviously mm-hmm. we both live in a tiny country. Mm-hmm. But still, it's just... You'd think the night... I'm just going to call him Josh, because that's the actor's name. Mm. Um, there would be more of a reaction from him, because considering he would have been used to market stalls, or there would have been feasts and stuff because of him being a knight, mm. so he would be used to seeing a lot of food, but not everyday American style. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think they could have had some fun with a couple of brief scenes, like kitchen stuff and, you know, this is what we call nachos. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's like the, the, they could have had a little bit more fun with all of that and I'm not sure they really kind of... I don't know. The, 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 like you say, it was inoffensive. It was It was actually really not as bad as I thought it was going to be, even if it was pretty bad. It was fun in places. There were some yeah. interesting moments. Like I think we we both agreed earlier, and, and and it still stands that as a rom-com, it really doesn't work. Um, it's cute. Uh, that's a very polite way of putting it, isn't yeah. it? I mean, she's sexy. He's trying to be and failing. <laughs> it's not a happy combination <laughs> for a rom-com. Oh, I will say... As a straight man and a bisexual woman, I was still happy. Okay, fair enough. I mean, yeah. as someone, well, look, like I said to you, like we said, in the, the... husband is beautiful. So. Yes, of course. But the problem, but the problem is that Josh is very pretty, but above from the neck up, seems to be blank as anything. Um, oh, he just has puppy dog eyes that makes me just go, "Oh, you're trying." Yeah, oh. exactly. And then that's not what you want in a rom com. No, it's really not. <laughs> Unless it's about our sweet baby virgin, but it what it isn't. <laughs> Did you just call him sweet baby virgin? Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine? And now on the Hallmark Channel, sweet baby virgin for Christmas. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. He must have a 
a shock when, like, um, she's like, okay, it's time for... Because she seems experienced, at least, and that's not a bad thing at all. Mm-hmm. And so she'll be expecting different things out of this relationship. Mm-hmm. So his shock of encountering sex before marriage, that would have been an interesting scene. Yeah. Like, oh my god, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's all kinds of things that they don't just they, they, they just don't include. So so on that basis, what do we <laughs> want to give it? Like ten percent? Ten percent history of use of, of interest of value to anyone watching it from a historical perspective. I think in the film itself there is yeah, it is at ten percent. But I think the interesting thing is the amount we've managed to actually get out of it. Yeah, it's, yeah. So the fact that we've managed to discuss any everything from cannibalism to <laughs> fish out of water, yeah, to black plague, black yeah. plague, black death. <laughs> true. So, true. And the fact of. Um, teaching people who might not know that Norwich is a city on the sea, not in the middle of the countryside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, there is that. There is that. That's true. Yeah, so... And I think the thing is is that they've taken the romantic ideal of what a knight is. Mm. And it's not what a knight was. It's, the, it's that kind of Lancelot kind of the chivalry and um, what knights are played up to be now, yeah, rather than what knights were, yes. So, um, because we've got to remember is that knights weren't actually particularly nice people, to be honest. Yeah, a lot no, of the exactly. time they were warriors. They were people paid to go kill people. Yeah. Um, a lot of the time, well, knights now is an honor. You you don't really have to do anything you just get to be called sir yeah but that's it um and you get to have the queen bring a very vicious looking blade very close to your neck um but other than that it's kind of it's everyone thinks of those romantic ideals and i think that's which yeah yeah I'm just going around in circles right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I think we, I think we can both agree on it. I mean, the entire premise is flawed to begin with. Yeah. So it really can't work at that level. So we have to kind of take this more as a uh, a, a typical hallmark fiction, dabbling ever so lightly and temporarily in um, in, uh, in in history, just for yeah. a moment. Um and and that's really all we can get out of it, I think. Yeah, uh, but it was a fun watch, and <clears throat> if you get close to Christmas and you're not, you don't, I don't know why you wouldn't, but you don't fancy watching Muppet Christmas Carol for twentieth time. Put it on. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's one of those kind of films that you could just have on the background, uh, while drinking some cocoa. Yeah. If Good. So- yeah. Yeah, and just don't worry about the history. Yeah. Perfect. Great. <laughs> don't watch to... it as a historian. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which, to be fair, could be said about a lot of films we watch. <laughs> On which note, uh, where can viewers find you, Jenna? Uh, so I'm at Nadesco Kitty on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also at Jenna Pateman for my Kofi 
as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And I am actually returning back to uni this month, so in a few in about two weeks. So mm-hmm. I will be working very hard, and you can find me probably going mad in the library. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm excited actually about going back. So yeah. Cool. And uh, people can find me uh, at 48 Publishing on Twitter, uh, at 48 Consultancy on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Skype. Uh, if you need to talk to me personally, then I am also available on all of those mediums uh, under my name. And you can find uh, reviews and writings from us at bunkerzilla.co.uk, including yeah. my review of the new Star Wars film. And what was your last piece for them, Jenna? Frozen. Frozen And your review of Frozen 2. Um, and there will but be I have more... wrote, written about really random things like Ladybug and stuff. Excellent. Also, and... check out us on the Big Stomp. Oh, yes. We were on the Christmas Big Stomp, so weren't we? Yes. And Excellent. if anyone wants to know what my child sounds like. <laughs> That's true. She did yes. guest on it. Yes, she did. So, so her first yes. proper podcast. Well, actually, no. Her first proper podcast um, was uh, the day after she was born. And mm-hmm. she was crying on the first episode of uh, World War One Stage One, which my husband used to do. Mm-hmm. So technically, it was her second, but this one she was actually talking. <laughs> okay, all right, folks. Uh, so goodbye from us, and uh, see you next episode. Happy New Year! Oh yes, of course, Happy New Year, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>